Joe was up and showered when the telephone rang at 5.45 a.m. With a towel around his waist, but still dripping, he padded down the dark hallway toward their bedroom to find Marybeth sitting bolt upright in bed, rubbing her eyes with a receiver pressed against her ear. From across the room, he recognized the voice on the other end of the phone as that of Missy Van Curen, Marybeth's mother. He noted the high-pitched urgency in Missy's voice. Just a second, Marybeth said to her mother, then clamped her palm over the speaker and looked up with wide eyes. It's my mother, Joe. They just found one of their hands dead on the ranch. Oh, no. They called the sheriff, but she's wondering if you can go out there. Why me? I didn't ask her, Marybeth said, a hint of annoyance peeking through. She's very upset. She wants you there, I assume, because you're family. Joe had planned to get an early start. It was Saturday. An archery season was in full swing, and an early deer rifle season was opening in one of the areas in his district. Hunters would be out in force. The death of a ranch hand was the sheriff's responsibility or the county coroner's. She says he's been mutilated, like those cows. Tell her I'll be there in half an hour. Normally, he would have savored the fall morning as he hurled down the old two-lane state highway toward the turnoff for the Long Break Ranch, Joe thought. The sun had just broken over the mountains and fused the valley with color. Lowland cottonwoods were bursting with red and yellow, and the moisture sparkled on the grass. It was clear and crisp and cloudless. Mule deer still fed in the meadows and hadn't yet retreated to their daytime shelter of the trees and draws. He slowed and turned off the blacktop onto a red dirt road made of crushed and packed gravel, where he passed under a massive log archway. Sun-bleached moose, deer, and elk antlers climbed up the logs and across the top beam. A weathered sign, Long Break Ranches, Saddle String, Wyoming hung from heavy chain attached to the beam. There were less than a dozen bullet holes in the sign, Joe noted, which meant that the sign had probably been hung just a year or two before. In Twelve Sleep County, older signs had many more holes in them. The gravel road paralleled a narrow, meandering spring creek with thick, grassy banks. The fact that deer, coyotes, and ducks didn't flush from the creek as Joe drove told him that he wasn't the first to drive up the road that morning. He thought, Missy must be wrong. Although he had no doubt that a ranch hand had been found, Joe had trouble believing the man had been mutilated as well. Missy was inclined to let her imagination run away with her and was prone to high drama. Joe hoped like hell that this would be the case. If a human was actually killed and mutilated like the moose and the cattle had been, It would be a whole new and horrific development. The buildings that made up the headquarters of the Long Break Ranch had an entirely different feel than the Spartan and businesslike Hawkins Ranch. The main ranch house was a massive log structure with gabled upper floor windows and a wide porch railed with knotty pine. It was a monument to the gentleman rancher Bud Long Break aspired to be as it had been the monument to his father and his grandfather before him. Guest cabins were tucked into the trees behind the home, 
and the bunkhouse which at one time housed a dozen cowboys. Joe felt a clutch in his stomach as he saw Missy Van Curren push a screen door open and emerge from the house. She waved him over. Despite the events of the morning, Joe noticed, Missy had managed to do her hair and supply the exquisite makeup that made her look thirty-five instead of her real sixty-one years. Her eyes shone from a porcelain mask featuring sharp high cheekbones and a full red mouth. She was slim and neat, and wore a flannel shirt covered with bucking horses and a suede vest with Shoshone wild roses in beadwork on the lapels. She looked every bit the chic ranchwoman, Joe thought with grudging admiration.